Hello and welcome to Myth Monsters. My name is Erin and I'll be your host for these little snack bite-sized podcasts on folklore and mythical monsters from around the world. These podcasts focus on the actual cryptids, folklore and mythic monsters from global mythology rather than focusing on the false heroes and their big adventures. We'll also be dropping in some references that they have to recent day culture and where you can see these represented in modern day content so that you can learn more and get as obsessed as I am about these absolute legends of the mythological world. Happy December! It's the last month of the year and it's getting really chilly over here in the UK so we're going to be covering our much warmer mythology over in Arabia this week by looking at the fearsome rock. What is The Rock, I hear you ask? It's not Dwayne Johnson. Well, it is, but in this context, it's not. It's a legendary mythological bird from Arabian folklore. This giant bird is said to be one of the oldest in existence and the largest bird to ever grace the planet. It is usually described as a white or tawny colored bird with a wingspan of at least 48 feet, with feathers as big as palm leaves that could block out the rays of the sun in an almost eclipse kind of state onto the earth. It was such a massive creature that its eggs were said to be over 150 feet in diameter, and it's also very similar to a modern day eagle in the way that it looks. So just kind of imagine a Lord of the Rings style bird that rescues people from Mount Doom in the end, but didn't give them a lift at the beginning. I will still never forgive Tolkien for that. Traditionally, rock would only land on the mountain Kaf, which was considered the Arabic centre of the world. Now you're probably thinking that you've never heard of a geographical mountain called Kaf. Well, buckle in, I'm going to tell you all about it. Mount Kaf is a legendary mountain within Arabic folklore, which doesn't technically have a location, so to say, within world geography, although we know it's considered to be in the Middle East. It's said to maybe be in the Indian Ocean, far out to sea, but from all accounts, it's not actually been found yet. However, in order to kind of understand what I mean here, I need to tell you about how the Arabic world works according to them folklore and mythology and actually the base of this is also in Islamic religion so it is definitely relevant to know in modern day culture and just generally being a good human being so buckle in I'm going to tell you all about it. So it is believed that the world was held up upon the back of a giant bull called Arayan who stood on a giant fish called Bahamut. Bahamut is held up by an angel who basically controls heaven and hell and this is written within Arabic cosmography which is the study of the cosmos and is upheld I believe to this day so really interesting to know just in general there. Now back to the mountain. This mountain was on the back of Al-Rahan with the lumps and bumps of his back creating the mountain ranges which were technically considered the centre of the earth. However, these mountains weren't made out of flesh, bone, or even rock for that matter. They were made out of emeralds. The rock would make their nests and lay their eggs up here on the mountains. Alongside this, it was also considered the home of the jinn, which we'll cover in a later episode. There's so much content surrounding them, but they are the actual mythical version of a genie that we would call in a westernised way, but were considered to be very evil spirits. Again, we'll get into those later. They're a fantastic Arabic mythological creature, so bear with. Anyway, back to rock. This is one of the rarer monsters that would actually be kind of in abundance. They were not rare, and there were generally loads and loads of them in the time. They laid eggs, mated, so they were generally a bit of a terror, and they were just everywhere. 
and they were a terror because they were only really talked about within myth when they were causing a bit of a ruckus. So it was so big that its diet was mostly large animals. Its favourite snack being elephants it would pick up from the coast of Africa. That's how big we're talking this bird was. And considering that most elephants weigh around three and a half tonnes, you can see how terrifying this must have been. And they did also terrorise people, tear them in half and share them alongside all of their chicks. But we'll get onto this kind of in the next section. The name Rock is actually the anglicised version of Rook, which is spelt R-U-K-H, which is the original Arabic spelling. However, Rook doesn't actually mean very much, it's really just considered the name of this bird. And even when I looked this up in Urdu, it's the same meaning, big legendary bird. However, in English, it sounds a lot like Rook, which is a little bird from the raven family called Corvids. But I will say this as it apparently has no connection to the way we pronounce it or what it's called. But we as English speaking people can at least grasp that it is a bird within that kind of family species, all that kind of stuff. This monster is believed to have existed between 1200 and 1500 AD, but the origin story actually started in India in 39 AD. In two different Sanskrit epics, the original tale was that of a battle between the sunbird Garuda and the serpentine Naga, both of which we will cover another time. The story was very descriptive and said that Garuda carried off an elephant that was fighting a crocodile. This started the original myth of having these absolutely massive birds, and throughout Arab and Persian history, the rumours of a huge bird capable of carrying off an elephant was retold through the ages. The first ever real-life experience was actually that of the legendary explorer Marco Polo, as in Marco Polo, the game we play with in the pool with the ball, at least that's where I played it. Anyway, he was Italian and describing his trip around China back in the 13th century, he described this huge bird that attacked people and is actually given a lot of credit for spreading the original myth, but here's an extract of what he said in his account. It was for all the world like an eagle, but one indeed of enormous size. So big, in fact, its quills were 12 paces long and thick in proportion. And it is so strong that it will seize an elephant in its talons and carry him high into the air and drop him so that he is smashed into pieces. Having so killed him, the bird swoops down on him and eats him at leisure. The Rock was also famously featured in 1001 Nights, which was a collection of short stories from Arabic literature in the 1700s. If you've not heard of them, they're also called Arabian Nights. It's a really, really famous bunch of stories, highly recommend if you haven't already listened to them. It contains stories of heroes such as Sinbad, and that's who we're going to talk about here for a little bit. One story describes a rock carrying Sinbad to safety after he has a shipwreck in the middle of the ocean. He says that it carried him so high that he could no longer see the earth. He actually tied his turban around the leg of the rock to keep himself on too, which is pretty good thinking if you ask me. I generally wouldn't think of that. Another story in this collection is that of Abd al-Rahman who landed in Madagascar and his crew destroyed a rock egg and then decided to eat the chick to survive. And if you think these are 150 foot across, they're absolutely massive eggs. And you can imagine the size of a ship crew. I imagine that's going to do the job. However, then the rock parents came 
found that it was eating the egg and chased after them, destroyed their ship with gigantic boulders that the rocks picked up and dropped from nearby mountains. And honestly, I kind of get it. I get their motivation. Since then, there have been quite a few sightings of the bird mentioned in older travelling accounts, but all of which are believed to be exaggerations of now extinct birds. Speaking of which, the best explanation that we can give to the rock is that of the Malagasy crowned eagle or the Apionis elephant bird from Madagascar, which were like massive Jurassic-sized birds who could not fly, kind of like an emu or an ostrich nowadays. Or it could have been a Huss eagle, which is another extinct large bird from New Zealand that could fly and would hunt larger birds such as the cassowary, emus or moa, the last of which being another extinct bird. It's really sad actually, I've talked about all of these extinct wiped out species in the last few minutes and it just makes you so unbelievably sad how many are just gone. But either way, all of their wingspans were about nine foot long, so they were huge birds, and their eggs are still in museums all over the world today. The best subjects being the Apionis eggs in the Paris Natural History Museum. Why in Paris? I don't know. Probably something to do with colonisation somewhere, but they're there if you want to see them. Anyway, we can swiftly fly on to cultural significance, and in art, there are actually some really gorgeous drawings of these such as Elephant Carried Away by Rock by Johannes Strandus in 1590, Rock by Edward Julianus Detmold in 1924, The Rock by René Bull in 1912, and lastly, The Merchants Break the Rock's Egg by Gustave Doré in 1865. For movies, there are only kind of a few for this one. We've got Sinbad, The Legend of the Seven Seas, the Seventh Voyage of Sinbad, Aladdin, which is the 2019 version. Apparently you can see a rock in the background whilst they're flying over Agrabah. And the Magic Crane. In more modern TV, you can see these in My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, Aladdin the Animated Series, and also strangely in Digimon. And there are a lot of Pokemon based on legendary birds, so Pokemon is going to be in there as well. And would you believe it, they're actually in a bunch of video games, such as Age of Mythology, Legend of Zelda, Final Fantasy, World of Warcraft, God of War, Golden Sun, Dwarf Fortress, Sonic and the Secret Rings, Skies of Arcadia, Pokemon, Shin Megami Tensei, and Soyuki Journey West. For my book recommendation this week, I would really recommend the Oriental Storybook Arabic Folk Tales collection of Tales of East by Eleanor Grant. And generally, I would really recommend getting your hands on a copy of Arabian Nights. It's still a fantastic bunch of stories by a bunch of authors in the Middle Ages, and it's still a really great read. And if you're a fan of Sinbad, I grew up watching the animated movie. I absolutely loved reading these back and actually being able to put the stories I grew up hearing about. Now it's time for Do I Think They Existed? With this one, I'm gonna say possibly. I know it's rare, it rarely happens that I say yes, maybe this did exist, but I say this because there is proof of gigantic types of bird roaming the earth, both winged and walking. I saw a cassowary for the first time in real life when I went back to Edinburgh Zoo in September and I don't think I've ever been more scared of a bird in my entire life. They look like actual dinosaurs. I 10 out of 10 would not recommend. They are just terrifying and they can just kill you. 
they're, they're savage. But yes, I think this one has the possibility of being real. And honestly, we do have some pretty big birds that still wander about, like ostriches, like emus and all of that, but nothing compared to the size of this beastie. And in reality, much like most of our giant Jurassic animals, they just can't keep up with their own appetites. Can you imagine how long it would be to take apart an elephant? No, thank you. I'll stick to my delivery. Thank you very much. Also, it's worth just mentioning this part that this bird is very similar to the token legendary birds from other mythoses as well, such as the Native American folklore, the Thunderbird and the Greek Phoenix. They've never truly been proved to exist, but actually there are some little hints of fact in the stories there. Obviously, both of these we're going to cover. I feel like I don't need to say that anymore. If we haven't covered it already, it's going to be covered. I thought that was actually a pretty cool monster. I'm glad we covered that one and it did make me feel a tiny bit warmer during the very cold December month here in the UK. I can happily say that we're going to have another special for the holidays going live on the 23rd of December. I'll be taking a week off for my holiday celebrations. So this episode will cover Christmas week and then the week going up to New Year's. So then the next episode will be back in the new year is on the 6th of January. Next week, we're going to be heading back over to the east and looking at the cute little moon rabbit from Chinese mythology as the weather gets a bit colder and it gets cozier and you want cute things. So get your telescopes ready and join me moon watching next Thursday. For now, thank you so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating on the service you're listening on. I've got the Twitter for any questions or suggestions on what monsters to cover next, and I'd really love to hear from you. The social media handles for TikTok and Instagram are Myth Monsters Podcast, and the Twitter is Myth Monsters Pod. But all of our content can always be found at MythMonsters.co.uk. You can also find us on Good Pods and Patreon if you want to help me fund the podcast. You know, if you feel like it, that would be great. But come join the fun, share this with your pals. They might love me as much as you do. But for now, stay spooky. And I'll see you later, babes. Thank you.